welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. We have a special guest today. You want to tell us about that? He is a uh, master of some, what is it? How did you, go ahead and introduce yourself, master. (laughs) (laughs) Father of all trades and master of none. There you go. We have Bob Eaton here. And Bob Eaton has a ministry with adoption, and he has been doing that, well, I think for many years, right, Bob? Yeah, it's going on um, uh, going on almost 20. 20 years. We started uh, with my, uh, my son, Max, and his mother, actually, who was um, a 15-year-old girl that had a brand-new baby, and we fostered uh, her and my son, Max, and... Um, after uh, a lot of things had transpired and the mom left and, and we were, we had the baby and we weren't going to give him up. And one thing led to another and we finally got him adopted. I think 12 years later, it took us a long time to adopt him. Uh, he was, bo- yeah, he was born overseas and there was a lot of legalities um, uh, involved. In the, we had to get private investigators and interpreters and uh, the, the, the short version of that is we finally ended up getting him adopted when he was like 13 years old. And it's just, it's just exploded since then. Bob, what, uh, you know, uh, do you consider this a, a ministry? Is there a great need in this area or, 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 or what? Oh, it, it's obviously it's a ministry for sure. Um, you know, <laughs> We're, suppo- we're supposed to be taking care of widows and orphans. Uh, the book of James is very clear about that uh, with the body of Christ. They're supposed to be doing that. Um, there, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a tremendous need. There's, there's more children in foster care than, than people realize. Um, but it is a ministry. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good way to um, take kids that come from troubled homes, uh, troubled families, um, bad circumstances, and to kind of bring them into a house where, you know, it may not be perfect. I don't know of a perfect family, but, you know, we strive to do the right things. And it, it's good to take the kids and to, you know, to show them the things, what the loving family does. And um, it, it's definitely a blessing for sure. What, what do you feel is the pros and cons of adoption, Bob? Uh, the pros and cons, um, you know, it, it, it varies really, I think. Um, our wheelhouse uh, for our family is we've we've gravitated more towards the teenagers. Um, people refer to them as uh, meanagers. You know, teenagers are mean. <laughs> um, but you know, a lot of people they just they just have this mindset that that teenagers are broken, they're beyond repair, and that's not true. Um, you know, obviously, all teenagers can't be saved. We understand that. Um, but the teenagers, the pros to that is you're taking, you're taking a kid that comes from a family. Um, they, they show up on your front door with a trash bag with all their belongings and that's all they have. Um, a pro to that is, you know, you're able, you're able to provide them with good clothing, a safe environment. Um, you're, you're able to, uh, to kind of teach them the, the basic skills that they're going to need to get into their adult life. Obviously. I mean, uh, 
everything from how to conduct yourself in public, how to, you know, engage, uh, engage with people. They see what a loving family is. And um, some of the cons, though, uh, they can sometimes they're challenging. Um, you know, the, the kids that are in foster care, they, they have a lot of tr- a lot of triggers. Um, you know, little things will set them off. Um, and being with the teenagers, you know, they can, they think on their own, they can think by themselves and you're not really sure the decisions that they're going to make. And we've had some issues, um, like all families do, but you, you try to be constructive with them. You try to let them have their moments, uh, let them have their, their little outbursts, um, uh, whatever, whatever it is that they're dealing with. And you just kind of let them know that it's okay. You know, and we're, we're there to help them. We're there to support them. Um, a big con with teenagers is <laughs> driver's ed. That's always a, that's always a fun thing to experience. <laughs> I've taught a handful of teenagers how to drive and boy, I'll tell you, um, next time you're driving around your city, Jonathan, just pay attention to all the black marks on the curbs through the city. <laughs> I, I guarantee you <laughs> I, I guarantee you it was a foster parent trying, <laughs> trying to teach a teenager how to drive. Yeah, we've had some, uh, we've had some uh, very eventful afternoons, but um, the, the pros and cons are different from teenagers to little kids. We, you know, we had decided when, uh, after my wife praying for 10 years for God to change my heart and want more kids. Um, yeah, we decided that we were going to, of course, my wife wants a baby, wanted a baby. Everybody, all, all women want babies. We know that, Um, but, but, but I was in my, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was in my fifties and I just thought that, uh, you know, my days of colicky babies and messy diapers and formula at three o'clock in the morning, I thought that ship had sailed. So, um, we, we decided that we were going to, um, adopt, um, foster to adopt little, little kids. We wanted a, a, a girl mainly about four or five years old. And that just never happened. Um, so all of a sudden we were asked to provide respite care for a 14 and a 16 year old sibling group. Uh, it was right at Christmas time. Yeah, it was right at Christmas time. And, you know, it was respite care for five days. And we thought, you know, what the heck? It's just five days. You know, we can have some fun with the kids. Well, you know, as soon as they walked in the front door, I mean, we just fell in love with them. Uh, born again, Christian kids, straight A students. Um, it, it was literally the best five days of our life. We we got we got really lucky, obviously. Um, and long story short, there is we ended up adopting them a year a year later, maybe adopted both of them. Uh, in the meantime, we adopted another teenage girl. We adopted um, three teenagers within four days. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was crazy. It was really crazy. So we, we, we definitely bit off a lot. We bit off a lot and it's been, it's been hectic, but it's been wonderful too. We've, um, uh, we have, uh, they're, they're all out on their own now. Um, one of my, one of my daughters actually married the pastor's son. Wow. So 
Yeah, that was a home run. And she's doing some work with an organization called Forever Family, uh, who's who's affiliated with Seven Homes out of Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, She's doing some work there. Um, They all have their big boy, big girl jobs now. They're living on their own, taking taking life as it comes. And it's it's great for them. It's great. Um, But, you know, we we have... um, uh, we've had foster children over the years that, you know, it wasn't the right fit for our home and it's, it's not their fault. It's not our fault. It's just, you know, they needed to be, yeah, they needed to be somewhere else that they would thrive more at. And um, it, it's a great, it's a great journey. It sure is. It's fantastic. Wow. So you, you uh, made some plans and God had other plans uh, and he guided your steps, didn't he? Yeah, that's uh, that is the running joke in heaven, isn't it? Uh, telling God your, <laughs> telling God your plans. Um, right, he left. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm 58 years old this year. I'm supposed to be fishing and traveling, but instead, I'm getting ready for another round of driver's ed. <laughs> wow, that is so wonderful, though. Yeah, they so, keep you young, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. They keep you young. Um. They keep me feeling young. I don't know if I look young anymore, but they, they definitely keep me um, feeling young. And we added a couple of grandchildren uh, this, this past year. So we're, we're real excited about that. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. Do you have any statistics, Bob, uh, regarding adoption and uh, in the U.S., uh, what have you, the need? Or um, adoption some. You know, some of the statistics um, that we look at, and they vary a lot. I've, I've looked at a bunch of them, and some of the numbers, they're not matching with other. But a, a basic consistency uh, throughout is, and this, and this statistic, you know, I, it's important that the people that listen to the, the podcast understand math in this regards, because on any given day across this country of ours, we, we have an average of anywhere between 420 and 440,000 children that are in foster care. Oh my. And, and it, it, that seems like a lot of children. Um, mm-hmm. but, but on any given day across this country, there's on average about 385,000 churches. Mm. Okay. You see where I'm going with this, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, um, it only takes really one family per church across this, this country to say, you know what, I, I think I'd like to step in and, and foster or uh, provide respite care, uh, and maybe even adopt. Um, it just wow. takes one family. And if one family per church did that across this country, I, I really believe that foster care would almost be non-existent. Um, wow. it's, it, but it's not for everybody. And, and we understand that. We definitely understand that. Um, some, some people just have it in their soul that that's what they want to do. Um, but a lot of times, it, it, yeah, it takes God doing some heart changing. And that's the only way that it's going to happen. Yeah. And it, respite care is probably the area where um, there's the most need. Because when when children come into foster care, you know, they they get up one morning and they feel great and everything is fine. And then by the afternoon, they have strangers in their house 
house and they're packing up some of their stuff and putting it in the trash can. And then they're all of a sudden they're uh, not a trash can. I'm sorry, a trash bag. Mm-hmm. And, and they're taken out of the house and they, and you have social workers and caseworkers that are literally scrambling, trying to find somewhere for these children to go. And if they can't find somewhere for there to go, a lot of times they end up sleeping on cots at the department of social services office. Oh, wow. And so, you know, respite care is something where, you know, there's no commitment involved. You're just agreeing to take a child for the, for the short term, rather it just be for a couple of days or a week or maybe a month or maybe two weeks. No one knows. Um, but it's just so they don't have to feel like they're a piece of furniture somewhere that they've actually got somewhere to go and they have a family where they've got a warm bed, they got hot meals and somebody is going to be there to provide for them. So respite care, I think is probably the, one of the biggest issues. We just need more families. And, um, you know, my, my main goal when we talked about doing this podcast is, you know, we're, we're supposed to be salt, right? We're supposed to be salt. We're supposed to be light. And the last time I checked, salt irritates. And yes, it does. And, you know, I think if more people, even if it's just to bring it up at a small group meeting or um, whatever they do with their church or just to bring it up and say, hey, you know, prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Announcements, because the church does a lot of wonderful things, Jonathan. I mean, we stand outside of abortion mills. We have food pantries. We provide clothing for kids that need shoes and backpacks and all this stuff. But what about the kids that are coming out of a bad situation? And it's not only because there's no no food in the refrigerator. There's a lot of reasons why kids are taken into foster care. But if we just had a group of people that, you know, would be, hey, I'll I'll, I'll do my part. Um, I I think it would make a big difference. I I, I really do. I really hope that when when Christians and even non-Christians hear this, they they look at themselves and they think, you know, maybe I'm going to get out of my comfort box. You know, maybe I'm going to do something that matters and say, you know what, I'm going to start the conversation. Now the church that we go to, they started a, um, a backpack program where they uh, they've, they're working with the Wake County uh, social services. And when children come into foster care or they're removed from their homes, um, our church has backpacks that are specifically designed for like a five-year-old Hispanic girl, a seven-year-old Hispanic boy, you know, it rages in ages and nationalities. And in that backpack, there's a whole bunch of things that a child that meets that description would need, you know, like soap. And if it's a girl, hair ribbons and stuff like that. Um, So we show up there with that um, and, and give it to the foster family and the child just so they know that somebody cares about them. So every little bit helps, but I'm really hoping that, that something moves people and they say, you know what? <laughs> James was Jesus's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he, and, and he said, widows and orphans, we need to be taken care of. And I really hope people get out of their, their, their comfort zones and, uh, and try to do something because there's definitely a need. These children are going to be um, running this country. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And, and if they don't have people, a family that's going to, you know, show them how to make it in life, uh, bad things are going to happen. And I don't know if you know this or not, but 80% of the people that are incarcerated have been in foster care. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's- it's 80%. Well, I want to say um, this, Bob, I want to jump in because I want to do a second one with you in just a second, but I want to end with this. Adoption is highly biblical because 
when we look at ourselves in the church, uh, in, in Romans, it says that we were not, we were children of Adam, but we've been adopted in, as yes. children of God. Yes. Yes. So we're going to end this this uh, segment right now, but please come back for part two um, of our interview with Bob. So thanks for listening to Grace in the Shadows, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.